Think Red Smoke Alarms. Think 10-year warranty. Think Australian-owned. Think redsmokealarms.com.au. Amar Safety. Over 30 years of better brands and better service with the widest choice of PPE. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell. Good morning, everyone. Welcome along to a brand new week of sport here on SEN. Kicking off with Tradies News in a nutshell. Daniel Pettigrew back with you. Hope you all had a great weekend, whatever you got up to, and looking forward to another fun week full of fuel uh, with plenty of sport as well. Uh, this morning, broadcasting through SEN 11 at 70 a.m. in Sydney, as always. SEN 693 in Brisbane and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Want to hear from you this morning over the course of the next hour, 1300 01 1170, our open line number, or you can text 0457 736 736. That's all before breakfast with Jimmy Smith and Greg Alexander this morning. Vossi back in a couple of weeks. And for our Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of Jimmy and Brandy, and then you'll have Patton Heels along in a couple of hours' time from 6am. On the show today, we'll have a look back at a very interesting weekend of sport. A lot of sport happened over the course of the weekend. We'll get through as much of it as we can. Chris Perkins in about 15 or so minutes to talk about all things American sport and whatever else may happen. So if you do have a question for Chris on anything American sport or anything of the like, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Of course, plenty of cricket across the weekend, both locally here with the WBBL Melbourne Stars all out for 29. We'll get to that. Uh, cricket overnight. We had EPL overnight. Rugby league, of course, across the course of the weekend as well. So plenty to get our, our teeth stuck into on this Monday morning. It is two past five, two past four in Queensland. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rain. Yeah, except nothing less than Australia's best and install a Rain, Australia's favourite Hot water. Would love to know what you got up to across the course of the weekend, what you watched. There was plenty to watch from the cricket on Friday night, the rugby league on Saturday, the racing on Saturday, the WBBL yesterday and across the weekend. A-League got underway, NBL, EPL. As I said, there was just so much sport. Hard to keep across it all. We'll try and update you and wrap everything up over the course of the next hour and right here throughout the day on SEN. But what did you watch? What was your highlight? of the weekend in sport. I think a couple of things got me. Um, The International Rugby League, and we've been speaking about this over the past couple of weeks on the show, and I still don't know if it has captured everyone's attention. But if you happen to switch on the TV at about 4 o'clock on Saturday afternoon, and I uh, was out and about, but it was on in the place I was at, and the anthems, in particular for Samoa, playing New Zealand, uh, most of the players, a fair share of players in tears when the anthems were on. Uh, and then uh, the harker from New Zealand, the war cry from Samoa, so much passion over that five or ten minutes before the game started out. We know how the game ended up. New Zealand ended up winning quite easily, and we'll talk about that in a second as well. And then yesterday, what a performance by the Cook Islands. Fiji, in the end, getting up over the Cook Islands. But the Cook Islands, after a pretty poor performance last weekend, really took it to Fiji. So that was a really good game as well. But, and this is what I've been speaking about probably for the past year or so. I know there is a bit of divide in International Rugby League 
clearly at the moment Australia and New Zealand who will play each other not just this weekend but also the weekend after two weeks in a row are clearly at the moment number one and two. Yes, Samoa made the final last year but a different side and it's fair to say they have been struggling in this year's Pacific Championships. But the passion that is there and we saw it last week as well. I'm sure we saw it overnight uh, in that England-Tonga match as well. I'll bring you the score of that. So the more international rugby league, and as I've said a few times, I know it's hard to fit into the schedule, but the more international rugby league, the better, I think. Um, and for people that think it may not mean a lot, you only have to switch on the TV yesterday, on Saturday and yesterday to see how much it meant. So if you saw any of that, if you want to give your take on rugby league over the course of the weekend, happy to hear from you, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457-736-736. I did see... Someone tweet overnight about that whilst they've been enjoying the Pacific Test Championships, maybe Australia and New Zealand could have played each other in a three-test series. And we're seeing Tonga over there in England at the moment as well and have Samoa, um, Fiji, Papua New Guinea, the Cook Islands all play each other. Maybe that could have been an option, but still been very good, the passion at least. Any thoughts on the rugby league? Is there a way we could make the international calendar a bit more even, a bit more exciting? I think the next two weekends are going to be fantastic, though. Australia and New Zealand, two weeks in a row. And uh, Papua New Guinea and Fiji, two weeks in a row as well. Just through those scores, if you did miss them, New Zealand 50 over Samoa nil, Fiji 22 over the Cook Islands 18. And as I say, it was a very close game. Cook Islands at various times during that match looks like looked like they were going to get them. And overnight, over in the UK, England and Tonga have started their three-match series as well. Close game. England 22, defeating Tonga 18. England 22, defeating Tonga 18. Um, in the end, England just too good despite a late try to Tonga. But another couple of those matches to go as well. So any thoughts on the rugby league? Did that stand out for you across the course of the weekend? Caulfield Cup stood out for me when I uh, got the winner and second place. Of course, imagine what you could be buying instead. Uh, but the Spring Carnival continuing. We'll have another chat with Matty Cox about that on Wednesday as we're only now, what, two weeks away? Two weeks tomorrow away from the Melbourne Cup. Not long at all until we get... A Melbourne Cup, which will come around very, very quickly. So, as I say, we'll chat to Matty Cox, host of Tradies News down in Melbourne on Wednesday about it. But any thoughts on the weekend of sport? Uh, a lot to talk about. 0457 736 736, part of our Makita Power Play this morning. Makita XGT, experienced professional cordless power without limits. Before we get to some cricket news involving Australia, uh, let's just have a look at what happened overnight. Uh, lots of things going on. We saw WBBL, a doubleheader yesterday at North Sydney Oval. We also saw a match between India and New Zealand in the World Cup overnight. Fairly close match. Both of these sides came into this match undefeated. We know how well New Zealand have been playing and we know how good India have been playing and, of course, on home soil. Uh, New Zealand off their 50 overs, made 273. But India too good, winning by four wickets, two overs to spare, uh, six for 274. So India undefeated. New Zealand, no shame in that. Um, and we'll see if they meet again down the track when we get into the semifinals and also the final. But India, in the end, too good, winning by six wickets over New Zealand. But a fairly close game there. And it continued. What about England over the weekend as well? Dismal. Uh, South Africa, 399. 
England all out for 170. South Africa winning by 229 runs. Remembering England only four years ago won the World Cup in that amazing final against New Zealand. And now very looking very unlikely to be making it through to the semi-finals. Almost no chance now, England. We'll have a chat with Paul Dennett uh, probably on Wednesday morning when Australia are in action again Wednesday night about all of that. Uh, continues today at 7.30, Pakistan taking on Afghanistan. As I say, Australia in action against the Netherlands. That will be on Wednesday night. Tomorrow night, South Africa will take on Bangladesh. WBBL, uh, did you get out to North Sydney Oval? Well, there was a lot of talk about North Sydney Oval, wasn't there, last week on the show, mainly to do with their rugby league team. But good to see some cricket out there, as it always is. Uh, the Sydney Thunder took on the Sydney Sixers last night and the Sydney Thunder ending up winners by 42 runs. The Sixers, uh, nine for 148. Sydney Thunder, five for 190. So the Thunder managing to win that game in the Sydney smash. So well done to the Sydney Thunder. Um, and we saw the Perth uh, Scorchers go down to the Brisbane Heat as well. Brisbane Heat uh, winning by 50 runs in that match there. Uh, so that was the WBBL from yesterday. On Saturday, I made mention of this at the top of the show. Melbourne Stars all out for 29. Uh, the Adelaide Strikers made three for 177. 9.3 overs, the Melbourne Stars all out for 29. Disappointing for the Melbourne Stars. The WBBL does continue a little later on today at 3 p.m. when the Melbourne Renegades take on the Adelaide Strikers. And this match is right throughout the week. The Sydney Six is back in action tomorrow against the Brisbane Heat at 10 past six. That match also at North Sydney Oval. We'll get to some EPL in a second. We'll be interested to get you uh, to buy into this one. David Warner, fantastic innings. Uh, over the course of the weekend. And there's been a bit of talk. There was an article written. I've seen talk on both Facebook and Twitter and the other social media platforms around the place over the course of the weekend about is Dave Warner our best ever one-day batsman. Now, you sort of take away the past year for Warner where he has struggled, not just one-day level, of course, test level as well. And he's played just 154 one-day internationals. That's around 10 a year on average. Um and, of course, we know he missed an entire year due to that ball tampering scandal. Um, started out a long time ago now, but is he the best one-day batsman we've ever had? Won't go down with the likes of Ricky Ponting or Adam Gilchrist in winning three straight World Cups, but could be part of a World Cup winning side. Is he... Uh, and I saw people say Michael Bevan, Adam Gilchrist... Who do you reckon, from what you've seen, is the best batsman in one-day cricket for Australia in history? And it's interesting, the conversation around one-day cricket at the moment. Um, we've had this discussion over the past few weeks. I think the interest is starting to ramp up a little bit, and it does now help that Australia are winning. But as mentioned before, the World Cup does go for a very, very long time. A very long time. The final's not until the 19th of November, and I think one-day cricket as a whole, is struggling a little bit. So maybe what Warner has done um, over his whole career, I'm not just talking uh, the last year where he has struggled, has been pretty good. But who is the number one batsman for Australia in one-day cricket? Is it Dave Warner? Is it Michael Bevan? Is it Adam Kilchrist? Is it someone else? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 01 1170 or 0457 736 736. Just on cricket as well, Trevor's head 
Uh, looks like he could be back as early as this game against the Netherlands on Wednesday night. He's not ruled out being available to play against the Netherlands on Wednesday. Um, Head is now over there with his Australian teammates after being ruled out of the early stages of the World Cup following that blow to his left uh, left hand. In a sign of just how highly rated he is by Aussie selectors, Head, as we know, was kept in the 15-man squad despite being unable to play into the middle stages of the tournament. Selection chairman George Bailey said a fit head was an automatic inclusion at the top of the order. So he said uh, yesterday, Head, I had a really good hit yesterday. I think each session is getting better, but again, got to be mindful of the fact that it was five weeks since the injury a couple of days ago. And I got told that six, the six-week mark, but everything seems to be going well. It's how I wake up this morning. It's how I can potentially back up tomorrow and train. And there are still a few things I need to tick off. But we know he was named in that 15-man squad. Says he's a chance, a potential chance of playing against the Netherlands. But even if he's not fit for the Netherlands, if you think if he thinks he could potentially play there, you would think he's almost a certain starter for the next game. And as we know, Australia had a slow start to this Cricket World Cup, but a couple of wins in a row... You would fancy them to beat the Netherlands on Wednesday, although we know the Netherlands have an upset in them. You would still think Australia would be too good, but there's no real easy game in this year's World Cup. And we've seen that. Afghanistan winning a match, the Netherlands winning a match. So no guarantee, but you'd expect Australia to win. And you just wonder, do they risk Travis Head in this game on Wednesday or just wait until their next game as it gets deeper in the tournament? Be interesting. And not great news this about Alyssa Healy. A vicious vicious dog attack could spell the end of Alyssa Healy's WBBL campaign after the injury ruled her out of their match last night against the Thunder. The Sixers wicketkeeper injured her hand at home on Saturday night and required immediate surgery yesterday. Now, initial details of the incident weren't clear, with the Sixers confirming that it was a domestic accident. However, her Australian teammate Phoebe Litchfield confirmed after the clash that Healy was ruled out due to a dog attack. Uh, she said, I actually didn't know until I turned up today, so I hope she's okay. It just sounded like a pretty vicious dog attack, and I don't know if this is public. Just a lacerated finger, I'm pretty sure, so hopefully she's all right and gets all the help she needs. Yeah, uh, so let's hope she is okay. Uh, all the best to Alyssa Healy, and let's hope she can get back onto the field uh, before the end of the WBBL campaign. As I said, the Sixers went down to the Thunder yesterday at North Sydney Oval. EPL overnight. We'll talk to John Gallo about all of this tomorrow. Of course, Tottenham are in action tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., 5 a.m. Queensland time. But we had a few matches overnight. Uh, we saw Crystal Palace, uh, sorry, Crystal Palace went down uh, to Newcastle for nil. But then we saw Chelsea and Arsenal, uh, two-all draw. We'll talk to John about that. I don't know if Arsenal will be overly pleased with that. But anyway, two-all draw. Uh, and they were down by two goals, Arsenal, as well. So good comeback in the end by Arsenal against Chelsea. Chelsea got goals in the 15th and the 48th minute. Arsenal in the 77th and 84th minute. So well done to them. Also, Manchester United managed to get a win away from home against Sheffield United 2-1. And Aston Villa, as you would have just heard here on SEN, 4-1 over West Ham. As I say, Tottenham, Fulham tomorrow morning. That will be from 6 a.m., 5 a.m. Queensland time. So plenty to get our teeth stuck into this uh, Monday morning. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 What took your attention? What grabbed your attention in the weekend of sport? Is there something I haven't mentioned? Of course, 
Haven't gone through the NBL, the Sydney Kings having a loss yesterday, the A-League as well. We'll get to all of that. Did you go to any sporting events? Was there something that I haven't mentioned? International Rugby League, did you, did you watch the emotion shown by, in particular, Samoa, but New Zealand, and then, of course, yesterday, Fiji and the Cook Islands? Clearly means something, but is there a better way we could do it? Would you have liked to see a three-test series, Australia and New Zealand? Because the way it has turned out is that we are now in a situation where we've got two games, Australia-New Zealand this Saturday and Australia-New Zealand next Saturday. Uh, that's just the way it's worked out with Samoa, of course, losing both of their games. Same uh, in the Pacific Bowl as well with Fiji playing Papua New Guinea two weeks in a row due to the Cook Islands losing both of their games. Would you have liked to see maybe Samoa be in the Pacific Bowl uh, with those, make it four teams and have just have Australia and New Zealand? But then I suppose the argument is how do the other teams then get better if they're not going to play uh, Australia or New Zealand at all. Your thoughts, 0457-736-736. Weekend of sport. And is Dave Warner the best Australian batsman of all time in one-day cricket? And if he isn't, who is? Would love to know. Another outstanding innings by Dave Warner after a pretty slow year, it has to be said. Up and down year for Dave Warner. We'll ask Paul Dennett about this on Wednesday as well. Is Dave Warner the best one-day batsman of all time for Australia? And if not, who is? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Happy to talk about anything else in sport as well this morning. All for the Makita XGT, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance, innovation, and power without limits. We'll get to your texts. Any questions for Chris Perkins? Because we'll speak to Chris Perkins on the other side of this. It's 17 and a half past five, 17 and a half past four in Queensland. You're with Tradies using a nutshell on this Monday morning. Twenty-two past five, twenty-two past four in Queensland. We are here for Red Smoke Alarms. Think redsmokealarms.com.au. And a mere safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. To Chris Perkins in just a second. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. If you have a question for Chris this morning, also talking about what did you watch over the course of the weekend? Did you go to any sport over the weekend? There was plenty of sport around the place. A WBBL, A-League, NBL. What caught your attention? Was it the Caulfield Cup? As I said, a back uh, winner and also the second place. Uh, without a fight winning, West Wind Blows coming second. So what did take your attention across the course of the weekend? Just on the NBL as well, uh, the scores across the course of the weekend, way back on Thursday night, we mentioned this on Friday, but the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, 102 over the 36 is 85. We saw Melbourne United 101 over the Hawks 91 on Friday night. Then on Saturday, Southeast Me uh, Melbourne Phoenix 96 defeated the Bullets 73. We saw the 36ers get up over the Wildcats 89 to 78. And then yesterday, two games Melbourne United 97 over the Breakers 88. And the Jack Jumpers beating the Kings at home. Jack Jumpers 105 over the Sydney Kings 95. I watched bits and pieces of this match. Yesterday, flicking between that and the Rugby League and the Kings, uh, they looked off the mark uh, quite basically right throughout the match. I know quite a few people that were out there. Of course, you heard it here on SEN as well. So disappointing result 
for the Kings, but the Jack Jump is getting the job done there yesterday, 105 to 95. I don't think it is panic stations for the Kings, though, at all. One loss uh, is not going to hurt them too much. They will want to bounce back, though, for their next game. If you're out there watching the Kings yesterday, would love to hear from you. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. It's 24 past 5, 24 past 4. Time to do this. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. Now, last week when we had this man on, there are alligators, there are aliens. I don't know what was going on with the phone line. So we're hoping that this week is smooth sailing. Let's find out. Chris Perkins is on the line from America. Morning to you, Chris. Let's hope so. I'm about to cross the Mississippi River right Ooh. now. I'm at uh, <laughs> Cairo, Illinois, which is the, the extreme southern tip of Illinois. Have um, I uh, crossing a bridge right now as we speak? I hope I haven't jinxed it. I hope not either. We'll find out. We will find out. Fingers we, crossed. We'll find out. Now we'll get into the American sport shortly. Lots of football, as in soccer, to talk about. Then, of course, NFL, college football as well. And also, should make mention from next Monday, I'm not here. I know, very sad, uh, because we will have. Uh, Live coverage of the NFL from next Monday. Uh, I'll be uh, away on a Monday, uh, but NFL, uh, and then they'll be back Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So that's from next week. So live NFL on SEN, uh, as you can hear right now if you want to, on SEN Fanatic. But I think we, you should stay right here because Chris is great and he'll update you on everything. Uh, but then, yeah, from next Monday, live NFL, which will be fantastic. And I'll be on Tuesday to Friday for the foreseeable future. But we'll get to all of that. However, something took your eye from Australian sport this weekend, Chris, because we do know, uh, because we are trying to find you an NRL team, you do keep an eye on uh, everything happening in Australia and something took your eye from the WBBL. Yeah, it was, I and I, I wish I knew who it was. I, I saw the video. I didn't go too far in depth. Mm. But to hit a six when, a, when your bat breaks in two? It's pretty impressive. What the hell? Very. That was that is a feat of strength. That that is a hitting a six in cricket has to be difficult to begin with. Mm. With one with with a bat in one piece. Imagine the thing splitting. Now I'm pretty sure you still I'm, have enough power to hit a six. I'm pretty sure, and I'm hoping you can uh, just feel from it. The person you're talking about is Grace Harris. Um, now I'm 99 sure this was actually. Uh, broadcast on the Channel 7 coverage because basically what happens in the WBBL um, um, and BBL uh, 2020 cricket, you get quite often uh, with the host broadcaster, whether it be Channel 7 or Fox Sports or Fox Cricket, they occasionally speak to the players. So there's usually one player mic'd up um, in both camps. Um, and Grace Harris was the one yesterday. Do you want to have a listen, Chris, on how this played out live on air? All right. Please, I want to hear that. All right, this is courtesy of Channel 7 from yesterday's uh, coverage of the WBBL. Hey, guys, I need a new bat. A new bat. Nah, nah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Grace Harris behaviour. Stuff it, I'll still hit it. <laughs> stuff it, I'll still hit it. I love that. Uh, she's box office. There's no doubt about that. There it is, Shin Young. And she's still in it for six. It is extraordinary stuff. 
<laughs> you cannot script this stuff with Grace Harris. She says, nah, stuff it. I've got a broken handle. I'll still hit it. And it's gone for six. <laughs> that is priceless. Quite unbelievable what happened. She said she got a broken bat, but she's still going to hit it for six. That's that's one of the more remarkable things I reckon I've seen on a cricket field because to hit a six or a sporting field really at all, Chris, because to hit a six just generally is harder. I don't think I'd be able to do it. But then to do it with a broken bat, that's just amazing. Yeah, I, that, I, she called her shot. I, that's, you know, that's like the legend of Babe Ruth in the 1932 World Series call it his shot and hit the home run. And she she called it, said I'll hit it anyway. Yeah, well done. That no audio problem. I'll hit it. That audio, by the That's way, awesome. courtesy of Channel Seven. Got me thinking. There must have been and you can have a think about this, Chris. The weirdest things, uh, and good weird, but the weirdest things you've seen on a sporting field, because when you're watching a game of sport, doesn't matter what sport you're watching you do see some remarkable and i don't mean weird as in weird but there are some it can't be weird but some remarkable things that happen on a sporting field on a weekly basis that sometimes you forget about sometimes it happens and then you forgot it forget about it the next day or the week after so what are some of the most remarkable sporting achievements or, or weird on the cricket field because that was weird that was great good weird but it's remarkable so the remarkable, the weird on a sporting field, 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Anything that stands out for you, Chris? Uh, well, I, specifically, in, I, I can remember this. I think this was, what, a, in a World Cup where hmm. you had a ball that was thrown back in late in the game that hit a bat and then went to the boundary. A few years ago, I think I think it was in a World Cup final in England. Yeah, now I have and a feeling that was the England New Zealand final in 2019. Yeah, that, yeah, that actually went to a super over, um, and England won it on that <sighs> super over. Yeah, you do see that in cricket a bit, but uh, every now and again, but not like that. Not not in a World Cup final at that stakes with those stakes on the line. No, 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 definitely not. I, you know, for the, just add to the moment the fact. It's a World Cup final, and it was a close World Cup final. Mm, very bad. And I, you know, that that ball that doesn't happen, that you know, boundary from the overthrow doesn't happen. The deflection off the bat completely changes the results of a World Cup, a World Championship. Yep. Strange. Yep. Strange how things work out sometimes. And probably the best World Cup final as well that we have seen. So, yeah, the crazy things you've seen on a sporting field on the back of Grace Harris hitting a six yesterday with um, with a broken bat and calling that she was going to do so. The weird and wonderful, the crazy things you've seen on the sporting field, 0457 736 736 or 1300 plus any questions to Chris and what caught your attention over the course of the weekend. And also the argument, read Dave Warner. Is he the best Australian one-day international batsman of all time? If not, who is? We'll get to your texts shortly and all of that, but let's get to some American sport, and we'll get to the NFL and college football on the other side of the next break because we've got the MLS. We have been paying a lot of attention to your team. You've been updating us on a week-to-week basis about your team. What is the latest coming out of the MLS? Well, we won't discuss much about St. Louis. Oh. They lost two 0 to Seattle last night. That's a shame. Uh, game meant nothing. To, game meant nothing to St. Louis. They've already locked down number one in the West, uh, and they hadn't played in 17 days, and they looked like it. 
there was there was rust. Seventeen right? days. That's a very long time to not play. Yeah, they they had an off. Their their last game was a Wednesday night. They didn't play the following week, and then the international break. They didn't play the following Saturday, mm. and then they had the international break. So mm. just the just the way the schedule fell for St. Louis this year. Uh, so you know they they lose. They are back in the. They start the playoffs next week. Still don't know their opponent yet because that'll be determined Wednesday night when Kansas City plays San Jose in the Western Conference Wild Card game. Uh, the winner of that will play St. Louis in a best of three, mm. uh, best of three series in the Western Conference quarterfinals to advance on further in the playoffs. So the the first round is best of three, first team to win two games wins the series and advances, and then from there on out to the MLS Cup final is a single game, single game elimination for the final three rounds of the of, of the uh, MLS Cup tournament. Mm. Uh, the rest of the field is also set in the West. Um, number two seed, Seattle, with that win, they jumped up to number two. They'll take out Dallas. Mm. Uh, LAFC will play Vancouver. Actually, a rematch from last night. They played to a 1-1 draw last night. Uh, in the final game of the regular season. They'll play a best of three starting Saturday uh, in Los Angeles. And then number four seed Houston takes on number five seed uh, Real Salt Lake. The Eastern Conference, decision day was crazy in the Eastern Conference because what MLS did, they, they split the final day of the season. The first seven games, the Eastern Conference games, they went at 6 p.m. Eastern. The Western Conference games went at 9 p.m. Eastern. So you had simultaneous finishes for the final playoff spot. Interleague stoppage time last night, uh, Montreal was in the playoffs. They were the ninth seed in the Eastern Conference. So they were in the playoffs. They were losing uh, 2-1 to Columbus. Mm. Uh, Wound up losing that game 2-1. New York Red Bulls, they were nil-nil with Nashville. Mm. 94th minute. Mm. Red Bulls get a penalty. They Ooh. score a penalty, wind up winning the game 1-0 to get the eighth seed in the East and knock Montreal out of the playoffs. And if you saw video, the heartbreak from the Montreal players, because their game had ended and some of them were gathered around the iPad on the touchline watching the end of the Red Bulls game. Mm. And the disappointment and the heartbreak, you could see it on their faces when Red Bulls scored to make it 1-0 in Nashville and knock Montreal out of the playoffs. You, you, you just had to feel bad for them. But yes. now Red Bulls, they'll take on Charlotte in the Eastern Conference wildcard game on Wednesday night. Winner of that gets the right to take on FC Cincinnati starting on Saturday. Uh, the other matchups in, in the East, two-seed Orlando will take on Nashville. That's going to be an interesting one, uh, even though Nashville's been kind of on a cold streak lately, and their offense has kind of gone away from them. Honey, Mukhtar has been very quiet recently. Uh, but if he finds his form, that, that, could be, that could be upset potential because Nashville does have some quality to them. Uh, number three seed Columbus, they'll take on Atlanta starting on Saturday in Columbus. Uh, Atlanta, interestingly enough, they'll be without uh, Tiago Almada, who got – who got uh, run last night? He got two yellow cards in their game against uh, against uh, who were they playing last night? Um, well, uh, against Cincinnati in their two-two draw against Cincinnati, uh, Almada got sent off, so he misses the best of three series 
against Columbus, and then uh, four seed Philadelphia that will take on the New England Revolution. Interestingly enough, those two teams played also last night. So mm. uh, they're going to get very familiar with each other over the next couple of weeks. Yes, no, indeed. Chris, I know I've asked this before. Um, just with the MLS, especially now the NFL season is, what, five or six weeks into it, what, how much of the market does the MLS capture the American market? Is Does it get talked about a lot, or is it a bit more of a niche sport? It's very much a niche sport, mm-hmm. even outside of NFL season. Okay. Uh, there, there's, a very pa- there's a very passionate fan base, mm. uh, especially of fans of each, each team. Mm. Uh, so you, you've got that core group. It doesn't spread much to the casual fan like the NFL or even college football does. What? So, yeah. but, but it's there. It's pretty strong. I mean, attendance, attendance has yeah. been very good this year at MLS games for the most part. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Average crowd. I know it'd probably be different for each team, but decent crowds to most matches. Uh, I, you know, for for most teams, I mean, certainly the good teams, like St. Louis, they sold out all nineteen games. Part oh, of it was the fact it was new. Mm. Uh, you know, it was new, but they sold out every home game this year. Uh, the, but at the same time, St. Louis is very good. Mm. Cincinnati draws great crowds. Nashville, Columbus, a lot of great MLS markets with a very passionate fan base in those cities. Mm. So, you know, soccer is very is strong here, but it's never going to reach the level even close to the NFL. And quite yeah. honestly, I don't think MLS will ever totally reach the popularity level, even the Premier League over here. Yeah. But, but we still have that, that great fan base of, of, of domestic soccer fans mm. who follow MLS clubs and follow MLS to be passionate. And, of course, we had the A-League get underway across the course of the weekend. Uh, we'll go through those scores in a second. Uh, Grace Harris, by the way, just talking about her, uh, back to that, a high score in B, uh, WBBL history, uh, 136 mm-hmm. not out of just 59 deliveries, including that six off a broken bat. Chris, stay there. We'll get on to the NFL and the college football after the break. Feel free to text in a question to Chris. Also, the crazy things you've seen on the sporting field on the back of that great Har- uh, Grace Harris six is Dave Warner the best Australian one-day international batsman of all time. If he isn't, who is? And anything else, what was your highlight in the weekend of sport? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. It is 21 and a half to 6 in New South Wales, 21 and a half to 5. More with Chris Perkins in just a second. Now, don't forget Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000 to just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12. And you're in with the chance T's and C's apply. So still a few more weeks to go into that great draw worth over $70,000. Quite remarkable. 0457 736 736, our text number. Call the open line 1300 01 1170. The crazy and wonderful things you've seen on a sporting field. Dave Warner, is he the best Australian one-day batsman of all time? If not, who is? And your highlight from the weekend of sport. And we're starting the week off the right way by speaking to Chris Perkins, who is still on the line from America. Chris, a lot of NFL going on at the moment. Uh, what is the latest from the world of NFL? Yeah, well, my fl- my personal flavor yes. of the week. I've talked about that the last month or so. Well, look, 
stupid. Talking about the Detroit Lions. They are absolutely getting smoked in Baltimore this afternoon. 28 nothing at halftime. Mm. Baltimore on top. Uh, by the way, happy National Tight Ends Day. Yes, that is a oh. holiday over here. Uh, tight ends get their own holiday. Uh, the, the football position. Uh, again, holiday for Baltimore tight end Mark Andrews having a day. Mm. Uh, he has touchdown pass, several touchdown reception, uh, several catches. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a good day all around for the Baltimore Ravens. So bad. This, I, this is such an annihilation. Midway through the second quarter, mm. Baltimore had outgained Detroit 325 Ooh. yards to 13. Oh, now that now that does not sound good. Even for someone uh, who doesn't follow NFL at all, or someone a casual viewer like myself, or someone that loves the NFL like you, uh, that doesn't sound good at all. Not not in the least. Uh, also, <laughs> 16 first downs for Baltimore. Zero for Detroit. Uh, Detroit's first three drives were, it, it, it was like watching the Rockettes. One, two, three, kick. Oop. Pretty much all they were doing in the first mm. half, the, uh, the Detroit Lions. But they're down 28 nothing, uh heading into the third quarter elsewhere. Uh, right around halftime, some entering the third quarter. Mm. Shock of the day. So, well, actually, uh, take that back. Uh, Buffalo has scored. They're now down 13-10 to two of all teams. Doing the Patriots. Mm. Uh, it was 13 3, but uh, Buffalo got a touchdown to get back to within three points. Uh, Chicago without Justin Fields, 14 3 lead on the Raiders. Uh, that's early in the third. Uh, defense is optional in Indianapolis. Cleveland leads Indy 27 21 at halftime. Uh, the Giants, was... Falcons, Buccaneers, uh, early third tied at 10, and mentioned the Ravens. 28 nothing over the Lions. That Giants-Commander score, by the way, that's a halftime score. Later, we got the Chiefs hosting the Chargers games. Uh, Green Bay is at Denver. Arizona's at Seattle. Uh, Pittsburgh, they take on the L.A. Rams. I figure SoFi Stadium will be about 85% Steelers fans today. Uh, Sunday night game uh, tonight, this will be a barn burner. Miami and Philadelphia mm-hmm. in South Philly. Uh, expect this to be a track meet. It could be first to 40 wins. Uh, that came tonight. And then tomorrow night, Monday night football, San Francisco travels up north, take on the Minnesota Vikings. So lots of NFL, uh, as always, during the fall over here in the United States. And we'll get you on for a wrap tomorrow. I got a text about weird and wonderful just quickly because I'd love to fit this text in with you. Just what's the latest in college football? Yeah, real quick. A quiet day yesterday. A couple of big games. Uh, Ohio State, Penn State, that was a top 10 Big Ten game. Uh, It was not much to watch, in all honesty. Penn State's offense looked like it was stuck in the 1930s. Very uncreative, uh, and they were duly punished. Ohio State won an ugly game in Columbus, 20-12. Game of the day yesterday. Halftime score down in Tuscaloosa. Tennessee led Alabama. 20-7. 20-7. Apparently, Nick Saban tore some strips off his players mm. in the locker room at halftime because Bama came out in the second half and destroyed the Volunteers. 27 nothing in the second half. Alabama winds up winning 34-20, and that was a game that definitely saved Alabama's national title hopes because had Bama lost, that would have been loss number two 
and that would have knocked them out of any thought of playing in the college football playoff. But a win like that, that could have absolutely saved Alabama's season um, uh, as we go along because right now the way things are going in college football, one loss is going to get some – even teams with one loss are going to wind up getting uh, – getting, uh, getting you into a playoff, especially if you've got some good wins in there. And that win yesterday for Alabama, definitely a good one. Biggest winner yesterday, I'd have to say Michigan because mm. of that Ohio State-Penn State game. Michigan rolled 49 nothing over their little brothers in Lansing, Michigan State. Uh, Penn State and Ohio State's really the only challengers to Michigan in the Big Ten East, and neither one of them looked like challengers yesterday the way they played. Uh, this text as I let you go. Cast your mind back to 1997. This from the Chookman. Hi, Dan. What about Mike Tyson chewing on Holyfield's ear during a world total fight? Yeah, June 20, oh, June 28, 1997, that was. We've got one minute, Chris. Do you remember that? Uh, very much so. Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield should have been a fantastic fight. And then Mike Tyson just went completely crazy and decided to uh, decided to have a snack in the middle of the ring. Uh, yeah, he certainly did. I remember watching that. I was pretty sure. I'm 99.9% sure. I would have been seven years of age. And I'm pretty sure I was in New Zealand at that time on a holiday watching that. Uh, one of the only boxing matches I've actually sat down and watched. And a very remarkable one that has stayed in my memory. And I think everyone's memory oh. for a long, long time. Thank you for the text, Chookman. Great text. Keep them coming in. 0457 736 736. Chris, great stuff. Uh, we will chat tomorrow morning for a wrap in the NFL. You never know. Some other stuff might be going on. And then, of course, on Thursday, we continue your hunt for an NRL team, the Bulldogs, the next team that we're going to be looking at. So we'll get on to that a little later on in the week. But we'll chat tomorrow. Sounds good. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Chris Perkins on the line from America. We will talk EPL and football with John Gallo tomorrow. Of course, some bad, well, some sad news coming through about 24 hours ago with the passing of Sir Bobby Charlton. So uh, awful, awful uh, news. Uh, legend of the game over there in England, Manchester United, and of course, England as well. Part of that 1966 World Cup squad. So we'll talk about that with John Gallo tomorrow morning. We'll take a break. Come back with more. It's 10 to 6 in New South Wales, 10 to 5 in Queensland. Breakfast not too far away. Good to have your company. A-League over the course of the weekend. Of course, round one. We'll talk more about this with John tomorrow. But Adelaide United 3 over Central Coast Mariners nil. MacArthur and Brisbane Raw have a one-all draw. Uh, West United 2 defeated Melbourne City 1. Melbourne victory 2 over Sydney FC nil in front of 14,500 at Allianz Stadium. We saw the Western Sydney Wanderers yesterday have a nil-all draw with Wellington Phoenix. And Perth Glory, Newcastle Jets, had a two-all draw yesterday as well. That's A-League from the weekend. Tomorrow on the show, John will wrap up the EPL, the A-League. We'll talk to Chris again with an NFL wrap and everything else that is happening in the world of sport. Thank you for your company today. Breakfast coming up, Jimmy Smith, Greg Alexander in Sydney. For our listeners in Queensland, you'll get the first hour of Jimmy and Brandy, then Patton Heels along at 6 a.m. local time. Have a great Monday. I'll see you tomorrow morning from 5 a.m., 4 a.m. Queensland time.